People be like, parenting doesn't come with a manual, so you have to go into it unprepared. Others be like, parenting is the only life-changing job you get without an experience because you have to learn on the job. Who told you that? What if I told you the manual of parenting is right at your fingertips and that you've been gathering experience for the job all your life? Hi, I'm Muna. I'm not a parent, but I'm hoping to be one and a good one at that. Join me and the host of my guests as we find the sure link to becoming better parents to the next generation. Right here on the Hypertext Parenting Series, aka HTTPS, on the Lifestyle Plug with Muna Podcast. The single biggest problem in communication is the illusion that it has taken place. Podcasting and listening experience should never be based on illusion. Download the Podroom Podcast app today and enjoy the full package of communication as a podstar with your listeners and as a listener with your favorite podcast host. Podroom, there's room for everyone. Welcome to Lifestyle Today's episode is the second episode for the HTTPS, that is the Hypertext to Parenting Series. And today I'm not alone. I have a guest with me and we're going to be discussing the topic, Parenting is a Call. It is a call. It is not just an ordinary thing. It's not just you deciding to to get pregnant or get a woman pregnant or get your wife pregnant and just start having babies and become mommy and daddy. There is a spiritual undertone to it, and we're going to be discussing it with somebody who is actually in the line of calling. He is the founder of the Yielded Vessels Network on Facebook. You should join that network on Facebook. You like never because I know I have seen some things, some things that shifted. Let me not talk too much. Okay, and he's also the host of Becoming Influential Podcast. I always like to say that he is my mentor in the podcasting journey because hmm, he put me on the hot seat when I was about to start and made me realize that Omar, if you don't have a message, you don't have to start a podcast. Join me as I welcome Heaven Umuna. Heaven, thank you so much for being here. Everyone. All right, so Evan, is that something I missed? Is there something I missed that, you know, that I should have put the introduction? Like, please, please. I don't think you missed anything because I don't, I don't have a profile. I don't like to create a profile for myself. Sometimes when you to speak or minister, they're like, ah, we need your profile. I'm like, oh God, can you just go up there and tell them Evan is coming to <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Alright, so um um today's topic is is parenting is a call, okay? So I, I might say I know it's more of the fact that parenting, you know, is it a call, but just to be sure or how do I put it, to pass the message across to rub it in that it's actually a call. Do you, okay, let me put it this way. Do you think it's a call? 
Beyond beyond thinking, I know I am fully persuaded that parents may recall. The 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 signs are glaring. Like it's obvious. It's obvious that parents may recall. Um, I often give people this illustration. I say, do you know the difference between a garden and a forest? And they're like, uh, yeah. One is looking neat and well tended, the other one is looking rough and haggard, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, do you know what made these two guys look so different? And like, yes, I want to look to the presence of a gardener. And yeah. in this field, that is how humans are. Uh, two kids or two grown-up adults and one looks like he's well-behaved and mannered and organized and the other one looks like only God knows what happened to him. You can trace down to your roots and discover that um, someone did something. My dad would say, if you see a good child, someone paid the price. So, people call like, <laughs> this is one of those life lessons that will eventually be learned. Now, and take it serious that parenting is a call or you allow your children to grow up one day and beat you up and prove to you that <laughs> parenting was a call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thing that actually prompted me into believing it because uh, I've met many people who share stories of how they've been abused and most times it's either because it's from their parents' side or that they were negligent about the whole thing. And I was pondering about it like, okay, um parenting has a lot of influence on people because it is what what you get that you actually give or what you have. So in a whole they've received hate all their lives, they've received um um uh should I say rough attitude all their life. That's what they have to give out to people as well. So I, I was I was actually just you know confused. I was like ah, what's what's what is this thing as in is it possible that God can help? Then I realized that actually it's a call. I don't know why we're in the word exactly written in the Bible that parenting is a call. Because for one, it's it's like the of God in the life of that child. Yeah? Because mm-hmm. the first God they know. But they don't know what God is until you actually tell or they don't know who you tell them. They don't know that they're not supposed In fact, they believe you are the God. They believe you can provide for them and everything. You know, yeah. it's until you tell them, I'm limited. I can provide for you. It, it gets to a level where I, I might fail. But there's somebody else actually up there who's much better. And then one day I was studying and I saw in the book of Luke, chapter 2, where they were talking about of um, John the Baptist's pro- prophecy of him being born, and I yeah. realized God was a priest already. That yeah. is calling. Any other person, calling is only um, for pastors, it's only for prophets, it's only for evangelists. I, I, I don't see why parents will call. But he was already 
in the mission field. He was already at the pulpit. He was already part of those who entered the holies of holies. Yet, giving instructions how his child in care of. So it's not even like Samson now that the parents don't know whether they were, you know, major prophets or judges. And then, and the case of Joseph and Mary, that will say, okay, it's because it's Jesus. They want yeah. Jesus to be well taken. Yeah. So, was already a priest, okay, and there was still a need for a call. You know, but, but the problem here now is how do we respond? before because some people find out it's a complete some people say uh, I'll learn on the job I see lots of um, um, single workshops single yeah. seminars they, they don't drop that part that it's, it's not just this person you're going to get married to that you're going to take care of there's somebody else coming there's another generation that you have to make sure they're in right and stuff so I just said, okay, let me just, let me just, I took it over myself, I said, God, please just give me the grace, <laughs> help me to do this. So, now, knowing that it's a call, as in with the little explanation that I did now that it's a call, um, I, I, I need you to help us, because you have met many people who gave me their purpose, who came to you, explained, and you just... Explain to them that okay, this is, this is what I think you should do. This is how you can hear from God. This is how you can trace back your steps. And that to me is the calling of people understand what their calling actually is, where they're supposed to go. It's not like I'm telling them, this is what God says, I should tell you that you become a pastor. No. <laughs> I love the way you do your thing. You don't, you don't tell people, God says, I should tell you, you're supposed to be your own is. Just tell me where you missed it. Tell me where you where 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 you are right now. Then let's just find a way back together. You know. So how how are calls responded to, and how can we link it to parents? Okay, before you can respond to the call of parenting, um, one must first first respond to personal call. Uh, the salvation. I don't. I don't like to drag Jesus into general discussions, but I've looked at life from every angle. I've tried to put him out of the picture and look at the reality of things, and I've realized that he is the reality of things. So um, there's no way you can like track him in the discussion because look at yeah. look at the reason why it is. From the very beginning, God made us for a purpose. Um, he was not just jobless and trying to pass time when he created you and me. He had a plan. He had a purpose in mind when he made us. And then, even in the plan of redemption, when he sent Christ to redeem us, he still had a plan inside the plan of Christ that after we have been saved, we should become his workmanship in Christ. That those who Christ has died for should no longer live for themselves. They should now live for him. So he already has a plan for me, for you, for every one of us. And the moment we come into recognition of who he is and we accept him as Lord and Savior, that plan kicks off. And that plan begins with us, but it doesn't end with us. It 
a marathon. Mm. It's a marathon. When God made a covenant with Abraham, the covenant didn't die when Abraham died. It passed on to Isaac, on to Jacob. Through Jacob, it became a nation. So this is where parenting comes in. Parenting is the transfer of your call. Is the transfer of your assignment. Mm-hmm. Is the preservation of your legacy and impact through your seed. So when when, when people have this personal understanding that when God calls you, He calls a generation through you. He calls a nation through you. It adjusts the way we live our life because the call to parenting begins even before you become a parent. Yes. Wow. It begins from your singlehood. It begins from your from from the day you know the Lord. <laughs> That's the day the call comes. You just keep building, mm. you know, preparing for it. It's like a girl child now who is maybe right now nine years old. She can't have a child right now. She's just nine. But you know that eventually she's going to grow into the stature where she will have a child. That is how this parenting came in. The day you give a life to Christ, you can't say, okay, I'm going to have a child right now. But you have to start preparing for it. You have to start equipping your mind, knowing that God is going to expect you to raise a generation for Him. A generation to continue what mm. He has done. And you see, if people have this understanding that their actions, inactions, and lifestyles is molding a generation, the perspective of a generation about God, they'll be very careful. Mm. You know, the mystery of how God created things to be is that He designed the family to be an expression of the totality of His will to man. In, for a sound child to grow up, that child should have the presence, presence, physical presence at all times of a father and a mother. Yeah. The absence of any one of both parties is going to bring an imbalance because God has designed the man to show the justice dimension of God and he has designed the woman to show the mercy and the love dimension of God. So together, that child can begin to learn and see how God is just yet merciful by watching his parents. But mm. if you don't know this, how are you going to transfer it to this is why, eh, this is why, as we grow up, um, some of us who didn't have a good relationship with our fathers, hmm? when, we are, when we are growing up, we find it difficult um, to pray to God. We find it difficult to ask God for things because the father, the father we had was always telling us the human, at that time, don't disturb me. So we grew this independence. And when, then when you tell us, pray to God, God, your father, our brain is calculated, but the father is so. Exactly. And like you said, for, for mothers that they're in question of God's love and mercy, imagine a mother who, who the child grew up knowing to be um, merciless or uh, so longing. You know, when she, when the child offends, the the the, the mother prolongs it for a long time. It tends to make that child see God as who, after you have committed sin, I am like sorry. It's like she cannot God, say God, God cannot apology. apology because the the, the the image your mother carved into you about that dimension of God was just terrible. <laughs> it was just terrible. Mm-hmm. Another thing we should know is that 
the first exposure a nation or a generation gets about life begins in the family. So it's yes. It begins in the family. If it doesn't, it's what they learn from there that they start building on outside. So with this understanding, when we now know that, okay, this thing is a very serious call, like whatever I do with my child is what the next generation is going to continue. It makes us adjust the way we live our life mm. from the very beginning. It makes us that the day you accept Jesus Christ, you're already accepting the totality of an assignment that will be progressively revealed to you. So the first phase of the revelation of your assignment is how to manage yourself, how to take care of yourself, how to work with God. And then you start growing. And then another phase comes in, you have to now learn how to, if you're a guy, you learn how to love your wife as Christ loved the church. If you're a woman, you learn how to submit to your mm-hmm. husband as the church submits to Christ. And then you come into another phase of a call. This thing we are saying, a call, a ministry. Let, let, let's define it. A ministry is an opportunity to partner with God, to help God achieve a goal, to help God mm-hmm. express his kingdom on earth. So when we say God calls you, it means that He seeks you. He seeks a vessel, a human body, through which He can show the world something He wants to do. So in your in your personal work, it's a call, a call to show the world holiness, purity, godliness. When you get married, it's a call, a call to show the world how. Um, love, yeah. how Christ loved the church and how the church is submitted to Christ. Then as you continue, you come to the next phase of your assignment. Parenting. <laughs> so it's a progressive revelation. Answering the, 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 it, 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 it's not, I don't think it's correct if we deny every aspect of our life and then we now want to answer the call only in parenting. Uh-uh. The call is an overall call. If you take one, you take all. Mm-hmm. If you yield to God in one, you should yield in all. Because if you don't yield in all, especially the aspect of parenting, if you feel like, oh, I just want to have a successful ministry, but those are called to the five food, or I just want to have a successful business, the children you will raise, they are for posterity. They will either build up or destroy your legacy. Everything you can see for 60 years, they can destroy everything in just one year. They will be the reason why, even after you've left this earth, your voice is still heard. So many gospel mm. ministers are not with us anymore. Billy Graham, Ravi Zacharias, Mike Moreau, Kenneth Hagin. But every day you see here their sermons, you still see their materials. Why? <laughs> They did not feel in this aspect of the call. This is the preservation of the future. Mm. <laughs> so people need to understand this thing. It's, a ministry. it's, it's something God chooses first for. And it begins from the day you know the Lord Jesus. You start um, um, growing it, you start yielding to it. Because if you don't yield the totality of your life, you will not be able to build another person's life. Um, there was no I was just meditating and now took me to Genesis chapter 1 to show me a lesson. He showed me that lesson on the basis of leadership. I looked at it again and I can apply it in every aspect of my life. He said, look at Genesis chapter 1. Look at the instruction he gave to the earth. He said to the ground, bring forth 
after your kind. Every herb, tree, animals, and all those things. And I look at it again, and I discover that it brings forth after your kind, meaning you will not produce who you are not. Yes. No matter how much a lion desires a serpent, it cannot give them a serpent. So, no matter how much you want to raise godly children, you cannot produce who you are not. And the thing is, you can't wait and say, okay, don't worry, uh, when I have the children, I will now have a prayer life. It's a life. <laughs> <laughs> It's not possible. It's when you even have children that will not test if you have built enough capacity and stamina to have a prayer life mm. because they will come with their own blessings. They will come with their own wala. Mm. They will be an exact replica of you. When I was growing up, they should tell me the story of things I did when I was much, much younger. He said, I'll just stay in the house and I'll carry a uh, biroquin or anything I can serve like a microphone. And I'll start to mimic my dad. <laughs> mm. And I'll start to do things like him. I'll play like him. I'll dance like him. I'll do so many things like him. Now, why could I do these things? Because those are the things I saw him do. Exactly. And you know, it's funny. It's funny how... Um, parents just think that it's things they tell you to do that they are moving your life with. Actually, it's things that see you do, I mean, things children see you do that they actually pick. It's not what you tell them. You can shout from now to tomorrow, you can advise from now to tomorrow, but the fact remains that every attitude that they are showing to you, it's either they picked it from you or you neglected them no. while they were picking it from other no. people. You know, uh, there are most of the advice my dad has given me, eh? I will not like you. I can't remember how. <laughs> but every core value I have adopted in life, eh? I can recount what I saw my father go through that made me adopt that thing. I can recount. Yeah. I, I, mm. I, I didn't learn how to be courageous from books. I learned how to finish my tears by watching him finish his tears. I learned how to be a giver by watching him give his life. Like, this is, you know, like wow. I told you, the first exposure we have in life is in the family. So because I saw him do this, that is how life yeah. works. I thought the, the reality of life, like, that's how life is going to be. And I don't just mean this on the good side, even on the negative side too. Certain things that we have to conquer, I thought that my life is supposed to be also. So it is in my growing up, I now began to know, okay, these are the ones you should retain, these ones you should drop. Imagine if he had not developed such a strong character. I, I, I can only just imagine what I would turn out to be. My learning process is very challenging. Every time mm. I see my dad, I'm like, God, thank you for this man. He saved me the stress of reading a thousand books by his lifetime. It's a cause. Mm. Just by oh. observing the life of a father and a mother, a child can either read a thousand books or miss a thousand lessons in life just by watching. So it's a very mm. powerful cause. It's something that we should arm ourselves with this understanding that it's a ministry, we are partnering with God. 
And God takes it very serious. Look at what God said to Abraham. He said, I know Abraham, but he would teach his children and his children's children. He would be commanded to follow my way. And see, if Abraham was not already having a personal solid work with God, eh, there is no way God will now come and concern himself with Abraham continuing anything. Like, <laughs> like, who knows, Seth? Maybe that's the reason why we waited that long before I heard it came. That's what you know, need to know that sometimes God can delay the delivery of his children into your hands if you are not yet ready. Of course. Because that's why that, I always say this thing eh? God's time is the best, it's true. But make sure that you're not limiting it to just hours, hmm. seconds, and minutes because. Actually, his time will not depend on those. He's the owner of time. So those things will be boring to measure time for him. It could be your 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 your, your readiness, your maturity, your growth. Stop. You know, you know, I I I've, I've come to learn. Like God is just looking out for our yieldedness. He's just looking out for our maturity. I, I've come to realize that what we call God mm-hmm. time eh, usually is a function of our obedience. Yes. Once our obedience is complete, God's time is now. <laughs> so it, it, you you may be thinking, oh, it's not yet God's time. Uh-uh. It's not just your obedience is not yet complete. Obedience in this sense can mean maturity, capacity, whatever it is. But it's not yet complete. It's not right. So that thing can be proposed. It will not joke with the issue of here. This is why it's important that now that we are single, let's find purpose. Let's find a deep power existence. As we are working in it, as we grow older, we will now start thinking, who do I hand over this to? But if you don't have anything you're living for, you're just day to day. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> you, will not, you will not have that consciousness to cultivate the next generation, to groom them. You will Because what are you handing over to them? What are you inheriting? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. So, so if, if our personal lives are in right mm-hmm. order, if we are yielding to the Holy Spirit every day, asking Him, Lord, I live for your glory. Uh, what do you want me to do today? How do you want me to move today? You see that, like I said, He will begin to open up our assignments in phases, progressively, 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 in phases. And we'll get to that, that, that area of, um, of uh, parenting. Because... I have studied scriptures on this issue of raising children. Hmm? And I've seen that there is no child God brings that he does not mm-hmm. give someone around that child a glimpse of what he wants to do with that child. Unless you are not close to God, mm-hmm. if you ask, he will tell you. Every child he brings in, he gives someone around an instruction about that child. When he was bringing in something, he told his parents what not to allow him to what to allow him. When he was bringing in John the Baptist, he told his parents. Even when he was bringing in Jesus, he told Mary, he told her everything. So there is a prophecy that should guide you and how you take care of that child, knowing that you are just a caretaker. You are not the real owner. Even 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 Abraham's case is not is not lost at all because well, from what you just said now, as in I realized that yes, he even told no. Abraham, I will make you father of many nations, and yet he came he had one child. You know, 
but I'm one legitimate child, not only one child. But he, that consciousness was there that this is one generation I'm hand, I'm handling as in the generation. I'm not. I'm not supposed to be multiplied through this one, so I better pass on the right thing complete to him. Yeah, the wife he picked for him, he made sure that you know. So he was careful. He was careful because he knew that this just this one person is the seed that will so, germinate to generations. I, I was having a retreat with some people over the weekend, and I told them that one of the responsibility of every generation, or one of the main things that God expects of every generation, is to be the link between the passing generation and the coming generation. So, if you don't learn the ways of God, the principles of life and everything you should capture, if you don't receive all of it from the passing generation, if you allow them to die with some truth, you don't receive it, you cannot give it to the next generation. And what you don't pass on to the next generation will be lost until mm. the Holy Spirit wake, awakens somebody and make them begin to start and go deep Look at, let me give you a typical example. Somewhere in our Christian journey, a generation lost an understanding about meditation, the power of meditation, the power of deep thinking and commanding spiritual things to come into the physical realm by engaging the power of meditation. Hmm? We left it. And then what did the devil do? The devil picked it and used it to baptize a generation and brought in new age and so many nonsense uh, <laughs> teachings and practices today. But now what are we doing in our own time now? We are now going through the rigor of studying through the Old Testament in its original writing to discover that this thing of meditation has always been there and it has always been practiced and then now we now have to restore it. Just imagine if someone had accurately collected it and handed it over. Church is a very important and powerful call. When people know how interesting it is, as I'm talking to you right now, whoever is listening to this, to this podcast, you will go and ask your parents, give me the history of our family so that I can know how to find this information because any generation that does not know our history is going to be in super, like they're going to repeat the same mistake. So you listening to us right now, God is holding you accountable. If the next generation that comes after you repeat your mistake or the mistake of your parents, why? You did not do an effective job at parenting them. You did not transfer that information to them. And it begins with you becoming very serious about your own life. If you're not serious about your life, you will never be serious about your child's life. There's no two ways about it. You will never be serious about the prophecy that will be given to you about yourself. There's no two about it. In fact, I learned something from my dad, I hope to maintain. And that said, he never had a child without praying to God first. He said he never wanted to bring in any child of his own will and effort. And he wanted every one of his children to be under God's plan, God's care. So, as far as this is sound, when they were just me, it didn't sound absurd. I was like, how did you guys say this? <laughs> my dad said, Whenever him and my mom were to meet, they first knew that I'm praying. <laughs> <laughs> and they tell God, tell God, Lord, we want you to give us your will, your plan. We want you to give us a leader. We want 
we want to be vessels through whom you will get something that will bless the next generation. Have your way, Lord. And then they will sleep together. And any child that comes out, this is the mindset in which they are, they are, they are grooming and, and building up. That's how every person should be in a good um, life. So when, when we understand the, the, the weight of these things, I, 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 I really don't want to give people 21 uh, keys to answering a call or anything. Uh-uh. Forget all this 21 keys. Just take this first key. Take your own personal life very, very serious. Take your personal life very serious. Understand that God, is, God may be starting something with you, but it's not end with you. I'm a, I'm a typical example. God began something with um, my grandfather. He passed it on to my father. And my father has been family from the day I was born. From the day I was born. That I'm going to continue it. I am not ignorant of this. So I have the consciousness that I am carrying a generational assignment. I will be a fool if my children come up and I don't start telling them that there is something that has been given to you from your great great grandfather to your grandfather to, to your father and I'm great. I'll be a fool if I don't if I don't do that. I must pass it on to them. So when we have this understanding that maybe the call is starting with us or we are continuing the demand or whatever it is, when we have the understanding that we have to pass this thing on to posterity to the next generation, it will make us very careful about our life, about who we might <laughs> about everything we Yeah, thank you so much. This is this has been very refreshing. I, I hope it, it, it was refreshing to you guys too. In fact, I, I'm not hoping. I know it was refreshing for you guys because honestly, <laughs> I was wild or true. Yeah. And I, I just want to chip in something. You know, so some people might hear um, you have to pass it on to the next generation and have to make sure that somebody continues from where you stop. Is it's not actually you know, forcing the child to continue because at least I know that his father is more of the pulpit person, but his ministry has been on everywhere on social media. You understand? So it might not have been an approach his father took, but he took the approach of social media and his yeah, call is still, you know, yeah, that, that, he's still that, that, that going on. Let me put this in very clear so people don't misunderstand this thing and then we now start picking those mistakes that the previous generation made trying to force us to study certain things we didn't want to study. <laughs> when, I, when I say you have to pass it on, it may, the, the most important thing you have to pass on to the, your kids is a relationship with God. That's the most important thing. Why you find out how far they want to express their mandate, yeah. or you must pass on that relationship. You must pass on those godly mm-hmm. virtues and values. These things, they must be passed on. If you are known to be a person of peace in an environment or a cheerful giver, you should pass on that culture to them, to be peace-loving people, cheerful givers. These are the things that you should pass on. We're not saying that you must uh, bend your head. <laughs> could be bent that way because, like I said, every child that comes in comes with a prophecy. So the prophecy that came with me already described what I was to do. So they just held it and held it until I grew out of my childishness and my irresponsibility. And I grew to the point where I now recognize for myself that, okay, this is not just people trying to chuck this thing down my truth. It's actually who I am. So let me answer this call. Uh-huh. That's what you have to do. You have to hold that prophecy for that child. 
spiritual comes of age and cannot decide for himself to answer the call God has for him or her. It's your responsibility to do that. Yeah, thank you so much for giving us clear that up. Oh. Ah, I wish I could continue. I wish we could just talk. I've had a wonderful time doing this. So so much. I'm very grateful for having you around. Thank you so much. Can you share your social media handles so that they can follow you? Okay, my name is Heaven Lumuna. I don't I don't even think I mentioned my name when I started. My name is Heaven Lumuna I'm the Global Face. If you're looking for me, you always find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Heaven Lumuna. Just I, I I so much pride in my name that I know we are few. So there cannot be another Heaven Lumuna when you type it on Facebook. It will be only me. <laughs> so Facebook is the Twitter. Heaven Lumuna, uh, find me there and connect and link up. Thank you, Muna. Thank you so much. Thank you. And that's it on today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you're a first-time listener, welcome aboard and thank you so, so much for listening. Feel free to check my previous episodes for topics that resonate with you and enjoy them. If you have always been listening to my podcast, oh, thank you so, so much. There is no lifestyle plug with Muna without you and you yes so follow me on instagram at lpw underscore muna you can also gist with me and my friends on the podroom podcast app by just searching for lifestyle plug with muna subscribe and enter any room you feel like because on podroom there are no doors just room don't forget to share with your friends and until next sunday 6 p.m is the time i love you guys